pushing through the market square. So many mothers crying. News had just come over. We had five years left to sign. News guy wept when he told us Earth was really dying. Cried so much that his face was wet. Then I knew he was not lying. I heard telephones, opera house, favorite melodies. I saw boys, toys, electric irons and TVs. My brain hurt like a warehouse. It had no room to spare. I had to cram so many things to get everything in them. So many All the short fat people, well, all the small people, well, all the somebody people. I never thought I'd need so many people. Girl, my age went off her head. Get some tiny children. Welcome. To the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. I figured five years, David Bowie. Um, copyright, what is it? 1972, Ziggy Stardust. Please, Amon, don't come, come after me. I absolutely love David Bowie and the music, and I figure that's fitting to celebrate the five-year anniversary of this crazy podcast. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking half the time. Um, don't worry. There is an explicit warning on this. I've I've told people when I when I'm I'm kind of careful who I tell about the show because I don't want them to get the wrong idea. It's like oh, I don't want it to affect you know other things that I do. But yeah, I do have a podcast and I talk about film and I talk about music and okay. Monday I'm gonna go see everything. Everywhere at once. Or is it everywhere, everything at once? Um, I want to first mention, today we lost the great Tom Verlaine of the band Television. They started out at CBGB's in the 1970s. Um, Tom Verlaine even played with Patti Smith. And, um, I mean, that whole CBG's era, uh, it, that's a magical era. I mean, you think you think about music now and you know now you can really do it yourself but back then back in the day you had to find a place to play at these bands who could barely play their instruments and and they learned over time and through experience how to play their instruments and so and and i was a fan of television so it's it's sad um you know, it's always it's always Patty Smith. Patty Smith, like when when uh, Jeff Beck died, and I saw the the email because I belong to uh, her email subscribe subscription. <laughs> oh, it's Saturday night, and I stayed in. You know, just relaxing, relaxing. Yeah, um, very aware of you know. That it was a it was a crazy week, and that at the same time, you know, w I chose that crazy week. You could say, 
And sometimes it's good to uh, visit a classic, a beloved classic um, (laughs) that I absolutely love from the 1940s, from 1941. And you, I mean, and, you know, I love, I love language and I love, um, verbiage and slang and this film this was the 1940s and it was all about slang and it was all about being cool for four days we have been drifting miss o'shea the needle of the compass no longer points to the magnetic pole it points if i may say so to your ankles oh come now admiral a bunch of grown men they've seen a pair of ankles before not for nine years except for the singularly uninspiring underpinnings of Miss Bragg. Now, my colleagues... If you think I'm bothering them, I'll sit on my legs, and I'll do it in my room or in the kitchen. Too late. You must leave, Miss O'Shea. Well, I can't leave now. How about that slang? It's not finished yet. What? There's a lot of words we haven't caught up with. For instance, do you know what this means? I'll get you on the Amici. No. Of course you don't. And Amici is the telephone, on account of he invented it. Oh, no, you... Like, you know, in the movies. Oh, I see what you mean. They're very interesting. Make no mistake, I shall regret the absence of your keen mind. Unfortunately, it is inseparable from an extremely disturbing body. All right, I'll go. Only don't shove. I'll leave sometime tomorrow. Not tomorrow, right away. But I tell you, I've got I a... insist, Miss O'Shea. Oh, Crab Apollani. Listen, Potsy. Crab Apollani. Why, that implies that I'm puritanical and narrow-minded. Yeah. I am a perfectly normal man with perfectly normal instincts. But an awful high boiling point. Not even that. I, too, have been acutely aware of your presence. You have? Twice, to be exact. Once when you leaned over my shoulder to correct my spelling of the word boogie-woogie, I could feel your breath on my ear. And yesterday afternoon, when you happened to stand against the window with the sunlight in your hair. What'd you do about it? I, I left the room, dipped my handkerchief in cold water and applied it to the back of my neck right there, where the nerve center is. That's cute. You see, that's the basic difference between me and the other professors. We are all beguiled, but I am relatively young. I can suppress temptation. I generate enough energy to take precautionary measures. <laughs> A little sun on my hair, and you had to water your neck. Perhaps I shouldn't have mentioned it, Miss O'Shea, but I'm merely trying to point out the fact that the success of our enterprise is at stake. I want you to cook. Cooperate. I want you to leave. All right, I'll go. But if I'm going to go anyway, I guess I might as well spill it. Spill it? Spill what? Why do you suppose I came here in the first place? To help with the research. I did not. I came on account of you. Me? And not on account of you needed some slang. On account of because I wanted to see you again. Miss O'Shea, the construction on account of because outrages every grammatical law. So what? I came on account of because I couldn't stop thinking about you after you left my dressing room. On account of because I thought you were big and cute and pretty. Pretty? Yeah, I mean you. Oh, maybe I'm just crazy, but to me you're a regular yum-yum type. Yum-yum. Yeah, don't you know what that means? No, we never got to that. Well, we got to it now, and I'm glad it's out. I don't give a hoop whether the others went for me. You're the one I'm wacky about, just plain wacky. Can you understand that? Please, Miss oh, O'Shea. Please, nothing. Maybe you can generate or whatever it is for all that suppressed business, but I can't. I'm too tall. 
What are you doing? Oh, you'll find it. Those are Professor Gergikoff's reference books. No, isn't and they're that very bad. just too bad? Oh, that's perfect. What are you going to do? Come here. I'm going to show you what yum yum is. Here's yum. Here's the other yum. And here's yum yum. That, of course, is Ball of Fire. Released in 1941, the amazing Barbara Stanwyck and Gary Cooper. It's almost like Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, but this is a screwball comedy. And it's also about slang and (laughs) sensuality and everything else in between. Ball of Fire is... uh, I mean, I, I've seen a lot of, yeah, Barbara Stanwyck films. And, and I, yeah, Double Indemnity is one of them. But I'm not big on films about murder. And Ball of Fire is this really screwball comedy directed by Howard Hawks. Um, just just a classic. And, um, <laughs> I mean, the cast, you know, you've got Gary Cooper. You've got Barbara Stanwyck, Dana Andrews. The list goes on, and um, it it was a big hit. It, Barbara Stanwyck was nominated for an Academy Award for it. In uh, World War II, a total of twelve servicemen were pen pals with Stanwyck. Two of them asked for a poster of her in the Ball of Fire outfit for their mess hall. Ball of Fire is recognized by the American Film Institute in these lists. 100 Years, 100 Laughs at 92. 2002's 100 Years, 100 Passions. And 100 Years, 100 Movie Quotes. And the character right there, Barbara Stanwyck, O'Shea, or Sugar Sugar Push Puss O'Shea. Um, (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, And then in 1999, the American Film Institute... Uh, Gary Cooper and Barbara Stanwyck were both ranked number 11 on the male and female lists of the greatest screen actors of the 20th century. And um, that film, that film is hilarious. It is, I mean, when when she shows up, (laughs) you really get. You get a grin, not just from Gary Cooper, and he's trying to hide it, but from the other actors. And Stanwyck had that effect on everybody because she was not just a great dramatic actress. She was a comedian, and that that was really hard to do. You know that old saying, dying is easy, comedy is hard. And back then, many of the actors and actresses had to be able to do both comedy and drama. Now it's kind of like, oh, okay, this person's known for this. You know, when a comedian does like a dramatic, like when Ad- Adam Sandler did like a dramatic role and people didn't know how to receive it. But Ball of Fire is a, it's a magical film. Especially when there's a conga line. Oh, Miss O'Shea, yeah? we saw you pass the library arch and we kind of got a little problem on our hands. Would you help us? Well, I'd love to. Oh, good. Kind of spruced up today, aren't you, Professor? Oh, the spats? Yeah. 
I ran across them on my bottom drawer. Why let the moths eat them? Atta boy. What's your problem, sweetie? Well, look, how do we start again? But, Professor, I'm completely exhausted. Well, but we've got to get it right. Oh, well, now, start with the right foot. No, left foot. The right foot. The right foot. Which foot, please? The right foot, right. please. All right. But you are wrong. One, two, three. One, two, three. Oh. But uh, I can't hope from here. We've been working on it ever since lunch. Holy smoke. Start again with the left. Come on. One, two, three. Well, it's the right motion. It doesn't feel right. It doesn't look right. Possibly it isn't right. There was two. Well, uh, that would make it right. Boom, boom. Oh, no, no. you're wrong. No, you're good. Oh, mathematics can never be wrong. Look here, yeah, I'll show you. Come Come show, show, you are, Professor show me. Well, here. Yeah. Ah. One, two. Professor Arley, please stand up. Oh, I pick your pardon. One, two. Chased me all the way up Fifth Avenue. I'm trying to tell you to take the price tag off. <laughs> did, did, you, did you get the, the rackets? Uh, well, they were all out of beat me, Daddy ate to the bar. Oh, but I got chicky chicky boom boom and shoot the sherbet to me. Oh, oh now what? Come on, come on. Thank you very much, gentlemen. At the same time tomorrow, all of you who can. Okay, coach. So long. Right. This has given me a new interest in life, Doc. Me too. I'm going to use some of those $2 words hot on my papers. Park Avenue bigamy scandal. Most illuminating. Most illuminating. So long, Prof. Thank you very much. Well, that's all right. Uh, excuse me for talking shop, but your garbage certainly is cheered up these days. Flowers, candy boxes, perfume wrappings, and an empty of that sweet French liqueur. Why, that? Uh, well, that's not our, our garbage, I'm sure. Well, maybe it wasn't, but it was in your pail. I'm leaving, sister. Miss Bragg. May I have a word with you, Professor That Potts? music, is it coming from next door? From this door. And that's what I want to talk to you about. Either she goes or I go. You're speaking of Miss O'Shea? I am, Professor Potts. That is the kind of woman that makes whole civilizations topple. It's always been my pride, scrupulously, untiringly, efficiently. Now, now, now Miss Bragg, you've split that infinitive three times. I repeat, either she goes or I go. I don't like ultimatum, Miss Bragg. But I should look into the matter. Don't look into the matter. Look into the library. Oh, hiya, Foxy. Come on, hook on. You're so 
<laughs> and they're doing a conga line. And <laughs> it just it pisses the other lady off. And um I I love this film so much. And uh it's classic. I love the dialogue. Here we go. How do you do, Miss O'Shea? Hello. I hate to intrude like this. Mine Let me call this. What is it? Well, this uh, inquiry is one of considerable importance. Stop beating up with the gums. What was that? Get this. I don't know. Quickest right. Entire project A. Oh. The other seven waiting outside? Oh, no. They're at home sound asleep, I imagine. Asleep? Yes, they go to bed at nine every night. You mean to tell me with crime what it is in New York? Say, are you a bull or aren't you? Well, if bull is the slang word for professor, then I'm a bull. A professor? Of English. Oh. oh I thought there was some misunderstanding. You sure was. You see, I'm conducting an investigation on current slang. Would you object if I used you for observation and study? Yeah, I would. If I could have your assistance for just a few days, at least. Out, out, Professor. You, then you won't help me? No, out. Shove in your clutch. Shove in your clutch. Exactly the kind of thing I want. Perhaps if I could come back here again when you have more time. Save the guess. I won't be here after tonight. Well, look, here's the address of the foundation. If you should happen to change your mind by any chance, it's my residence as well. Listen, not... Great educators throughout the world have been forced to streamline our dictionaries and encyclopedias because of the demands of modern slang. Selected to perform this Herculean task of rewriting these ponderous volumes of knowledge is Professor Bertram Potts, who knows nothing about the subject of slang. This is research, isn't it? Yes. Certainly. Who is that guy learned so much from watching an apple drop? Isaac Newton, the law of gravity. Yeah, that's him. And I want you to look at me as another apple, Professor Potts. Just another apple. Yeah, that's perfect. What are you doing? I want to show you what yum yum is. Here's yum. Here's the other yum. And here's yum yum. Stick up. Reach for the hold of your hand. Hold on. That's the trailer for Ball of Fire, and there's a very famous drummer who appeared in Ball of Fire, Mr. Gene Krupa. If you don't know who that is, well, I hate to break it to you. Educate yourself. 
Mr. K keeps on a driving. So there's a lot going on. That's not really Barbara Stanwyck singing, but Gene Krupa is in there playing the drums. This whole film is an experience. Those are the best films. You have your beginning, your middle, and your end. And of course, you have it when Sugar Puss arrives. This is our workroom. Oh. The uh, living quarters are upstairs. We that's a lot of books. All of them different? I trust. Uh-huh. May I have your coat? Yeah, thanks. Oh, oh Greek philosophy. I've got a set like this with a radio inside. Uh, are you sure you don't want your coat? No, I'm fine. Except I've got to run in the stocking. Well, how do we start, Professor? You see, this is the first time anybody moved in on my brain. Have you got some kind of a machine, an x-ray or a vacuum cleaner, maybe, that sorts out the words you want? What's your method, Professor? Well, it's quite simple. If you'll be here tomorrow morning, not later than 9.30... Tomorrow morning? Well, yes. I, I've arranged a round table discussion with a few people of uh, various backgrounds. Uh-huh. You, uh, you don't think we could sort of begin the begin right now? Well, it's uh, nearly one o'clock, Mr. Oh, Shea. fool, Professor. Let's get ourselves a couple of drinks, light the fire, maybe, and you can start working on me right away. I wouldn't think of imposing upon you at this hour. Listen, I figured I'm working all night. Any hasty random discussion would be of no scientific value. You see, I have to have my notes thoroughly prepared for the uh, seminar tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Okay, where do I sleep? Well, I don't know. Where do you live? Up on Riverside, but I'm going to sleep here. Here? Oh, you don't understand, Miss O'Shea. We're all bachelors, with the exception of Professor Audley, who is a widower. Why, no woman ever... Even Miss Bragg, who takes care of our needs, goes home every night at 7.30. If you want me tomorrow morning at 9.30... Oh, I do, Miss O'Shea. But uh, even the most uh, free-thinking people must respect the... Uh, All right, feel foot. that. Go on, feel that foot. Okay, Tootsie Bell, what do you say? It's cold. It's cold and it's wet. Now, come here. Come here. Closer. Closer. Oh, come on, give. Hello, kids. Look down my throat. Come on, look down. All right, all right. I don't know what to look for. There is possibly a slight rosiness in the Laryngeal region. Slight rosiness? Yeah. It's as red as the daily worker and just as sore. Who are you? I'm Who is he? This is Dr. Markenbrook, our physiological expert. Oh. It's Professor Robinson, law. Mm -hmm. Professor Gurkha Ah, Not so fast. Just let it creep up on me. I'll get to know them. Come here, physiology. For all I know, I've got a fever. Feel. It's possible. Certainly. He wants to throw me out of my tin. Oh. There'll be no 9.30 for me if you let me go out in the rain now. Naturally not. With the streets cold and the subway hot and full of germs. Oh, I'm a pushover for streptococcus. Can I have this now, kid? Pardon me. We'll call you a heated taxi and furnish you with woolen socks and warm slippers. Oh, oh no. like that. Really, I don't understand you, Potts. Why take chance? With valuable materials. Well, think of your article, Potts. See, they get the point. If I might venture a suggestion, why couldn't the young lady sleep in my room? What? what? Well... Professor Pigrell. Oh, uh, I can bunk in with Professor Robinson. I sometimes do when there's an electric storm. Yes, he's afraid of thunder. Well, then it's all settled. <laughs> 
Well, I guess I'll turn in. Can I have my coat? Oh, it's very Thank you. Hi, old fella. I'll show you to my room. Yes, we are a meal group. I know where my own room is, thank you, without any help from my you. My I'll find her, don't bother. Just rough out the directions. The top of the stairs and the third door on the left. Gentlemen, just a moment, please. Gentlemen, this is all highly irregular. What if this should come to the attention of the Foundation? And what about Miss Bragg tomorrow? What are you talking about? This is research, isn't it? Yes. Certainly. Who has that guy learned so much from watching an apple drop? Isaac Newton. 1642 to 1727. The law of gravity. Yeah, that's him. And I want you to look at me as another apple, Professor Potts. Just another apple. Ha, ha, ha. The innuendo, if you don't know what innuendo is, look it up, of uh, those that scene between Barbara Stanwyck and Gary Cooper. Oh, my goodness. And Howard Hawks was really good at capturing that. He ca- oh, he captured he captured that with Bogey and Bacall and many others. So with what's this? What are you doing now? <laughs> with the uh ball of fire film, you have slang, you have sensuality, and you have <laughs> double entendres, double meanings. But at the heart of it, you you have this connection between Barbara Stanwyck's character, Sugar Push, Puss, and the professor. And he is so, you know, he's, uh, you know he wants her, but he can't admit to himself that he wants her. And Barbara Stanwyck and Gary Cooper did a lot of films together, a lot of films. This probably is the best one because it's funny. It's 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 there. She wants him. He doesn't he he's scared or whatever because, you know, he's a proper man. He's a professor. And Ball of Fire is just. It's hilarious. It's hilarious where she's saying to him, go ahead, feel that foot. <laughs> and and in and you can't see it, of course, because this is an audio podcast not an audio visual and in the black and white she's got this sequence dress on and it just glistens on screen and and you can't help but notice that and that's 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 in there you know what i mean and barbara stanwick was barbara stanwick was not just a great comedian she was a beauty as was gary cooper gary cooper was a handsome leading man Despite what other people might say about him, you know, rumors. But tonight we're talking about Ball of Fire. Now, Howard Hawks, the director, didn't just do comedies. He also did dramas. He, of course, famously did To Have and To Have Not, that great love story of Bogart and Bacall, The Big Sleep, I mean, Howard, and uh, what else did he do? Uh, Sergeant York, which uh, won Gary Cooper an Oscar. Now, unfortunately, Barbara Stanwyck never won a competitive Oscar. She was given an honorary Oscar in the 1980s before her death, and I think uh, 1990, 91. 
but she is forever remembered for those screwball comedies, the Lady Eve, uh, Ball of Fire, which we're talking about, and then a really tough film called Stella Dallas, and of course, Double Indemnity with her and Fred McMurray. Talk about co-conspirators right there. But Ball of Fire, Ball of Fire probably is my favorite because the dialogue, the innuendo, the the way she looks at Gary Cooper's character, you can tell it, it's it's not just on the screen, but it's you know it's underneath you know that connection. And Gary Cooper, Gary Cooper, if you watch him, an actor, I think it was Ernest Borgnine who said this once. If you watch Gary Cooper on screen, you can see him listening. He's he's listening to his his uh, fellow actor who is delivering the lines, whether it's Barbara Stanwyck, whether it's Mae West, or or Marlena Dietrich. Woo! He is listening because that's what a great actor does. They listen as the other actor is delivering the lines, and then it's their turn. And Gary Cooper was really good at that. And just watching him watch Barbara Stanwyck. <laughs> and you can and you could see why he watched her. I mean, come on, it doesn't it doesn't hurt right there. Uh but Ball of Fire, Ball of Fire is just one of those comedies that I just wanted to talk about because we're living in such a crazy world. Everyone is stressed out and Sometimes it's good to watch those old films, or I say classic films. People have said to me, why do you watch those films? Because you learn something each time you watch them. It's almost like wrapping yourself up in a nice warm blanket. That's that's how I could really describe classic cinema. And Ball of Fire is one of those classics that is, it stands the test of time. I mean, it's 80, jeez. 82 years. 82 years of a classic film. And um, those are the best. So that's the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast on Saturday night as I just relax, take it all in, and get ready for next week. As always, unpleasant dreams. (laughs) 